everybody, this is Robert Berry and welcome to Retro Crush the Podcast Episode 50. Yes, it's our 50th anniversary show and uh, we have a special treat for you today. I've got a special guest uh, to our podcast today, Martin Sargent of uh, Martin Sargent's Unscrewed. It's a show uh, that Tech TV used to have on and we were on it uh, two different times. And uh, he's got a lot of other great things going on, so we're going to talk to him shortly. Um, just finished up a phone interview with him uh, via Skype, and it, it, I used the Skype program to call him. And man, it sounds way better than the the shitty quality interviews we played in the past. So uh, I hope you really like this here. So uh, we'll be we'll be playing this shortly. Want to want to thank you guys for sticking around. Uh, it's been about a week since we've had a last episode, and we've been doing about three a week before that. But uh, we're going to get back on the horse. Had some computer problems. And I uh, just really just enjoyed uh, the end of the Thanksgiving time and went on some uh, trips with my family. So I just kind of took some time out there. So I uh, got some great stuff saved up. Uh, one of the things I've got saved up for you uh, I'll be playing next episode is I found a cassette tape I made with my mom to send my dad back in 1977. And I was just seven years old in this tape. And there's some, some pretty funny stuff. I think you'll see that I haven't changed a whole lot in the last 30 years there. But... In the meantime, without further ado, here is the interview with Martin Sargent. Well, we have Martin Sargent on our podcast here right now, and Martin was uh, formerly the host of the the long, sadly departed Martin Sargent's Unscrewed from Tech TV, and uh, he's currently hosting a podcast, which is almost on its second episode now. Has that been released yet, Martin? Yeah, we've got our second episode up, Robert. You haven't listened to it? Well, I listened to it, but I didn't see it on iTunes. Maybe oh, I need it is to up on iTunes now. Oh, okay, gotcha. But yeah, it's just a, a hilarious, uh, oh. funny, obscene, crazy podcast. Really, really nice to see some uh, more talented people putting some podcasts out, so they're not just. Uh, have you, so, so what? What compelled you, Martin, to to put a podcast out? What What kind of uh, made you? I, 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 hung, I hungered for the fans, Robert. <laughs> I've been out of the public eye for way too long, man. I, 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 people had forgotten me. I, clearly that's true now that I'm on a show called Retro Crush. I mean, am I, am I that much of a has-been now that I'm on a show called Retro Crush? Yes, I now, think you A show about the past. I'm a has-been. Why it's can't so... a show about the future, at least the present, have me on? Entertainment Tonight. It's happening now. I know. I'm retro Crush. Well, it's well, a great show. I've been listening to it, and I've, I've loved your website for a long time. In fact, you were a guest that Unscrewed, what, twice? Yeah, it was sure a fun time. So I think the first time we got to talk about uh, some bad sex scenes in movies, and we showed uh, – mm-hmm. I-, I was so happy that you guys were actually able to show the clip of the hillbilly rape scene in Deliverance <laughs> on TV. I just thought, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, we had another uh, sexy video game episode, I-, I think it was. That's right. Sexy video games. They're like uh, really, really low res, like Atari 2600 porn games. In fact, I-, I was joking with a friend of mine who was uh, writing for a ABC show, Complete Savages, and I think within a three-month period of time, I was on your show, and then I was on that sitcom just sitting in the background of an audience, and shortly afterwards, both of which got canceled, so I'll be sure yeah. to stay away from your new show if you ever yeah, get anyone Yeah, so probably would be a good idea. So, um, now you've, uh, if we could talk a little bit about um, kind of the last days of Unscrewed, and oh, um, if, if, if the, I don't know if there's some contractual issues with you talking about any of that. No, I don't think there's any contractual issues, there's just the... Uh, 
we basically we had we had Tech TV and G4 existing as two different high tech kind of channels aimed at computer and tech savvy people, mm-hmm. and then I guess Paul Allen who owned G4 was that it? No, or- Paul Allen. Well, of course, Paul Allen is the co-founder of Microsoft, right? Third richest guy in the country. He owned Tech TV, and then he wanted to get rid of it, which. I don't, I don't know why he wanted to do that, because at the time he sold it to Comcast, it was actually in the black for the first time. That quarter, that quarter that the, the, the transfer happened, and we all moved down to Los Angeles, Tech TV was, in fact, in the black. And the ratings were good, and everyone was very excited about the future. And the shows were incredibly cheap to produce, and they were getting a good audience. Yeah, so relative, their, relative to yeah. the rest of the television landscape, they were extremely cheap to produce, and we had a wonderful audience. We had such a great following. I mean, there's no better audience than the tech TV audience. Everyone, everyone out there was just, well, I shouldn't say everyone. There's a lot of shit talkers who didn't like me because I didn't talk about Linux on my show. <laughs> but for the most part, they were all really great people. and, and very, like, Almost like Trekkies. It was a real cult following, you know? Right. So they, they would follow us wherever we went. So then, so then um, they basically do this crazy merger with calling uh, the two of your channels together, squishing them, G4 mm-hmm. Tech TV. A lot of the tech she- TV shows get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. But Unscrewed actually get some new episodes. There's like a period where some reruns while they relocate your set right. to Los yeah, Angeles. Unscrewed was one of, I think there was only three shows that actually got moved down to Los Angeles. Uh, Unscrewed, X-Play, and the Screensavers. Right, the Leo Laporte show there. The yeah. Leo Laporte show. Leo did not make the move down, but the show itself did. I, I should just say here, right out of the gate before I say anything else, that anyone who hosts their own TV show and bitches and moans about it, it just deserves to be slapped really hard. You know, <laughs> like Greg the Hammer the Valentine or someone equally strong and powerful because it's a really fantastic job that so few people are ever lucky enough to experience. Now, having said that, I can go ahead and say that G4 TV made it about as miserable as you can possibly imagine. I mean, they turned what was delicious honey into diarrhea and made you, the viewer, and me, the employee, drizzle it on our toast. And there weren't even bits of corn in it to no. enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was it was kind of crazy, man. We had this really great thing going on, and uh, we were really excited to come down here. And we had this really cool set that they had built for us, and just something it just never worked. I mean, everyone at, at G Four for the most part was really cool. Uh, the heads of programming, Peter Green, Vinny Longabar, they were fans of the show. Uh, like I said, the, the show was getting good ratings. The network was in the black. Right. Uh, there was one guy who didn't like the show, and that was the the, the founder and CEO Charles Hershorn. He never seemed to get it. Um, he's since been fired, and and I think that that bodes well for most of my friends who still work over at G4. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was it was a very strange period in my life after I got down here because we were really on a high note. And, uh, you know, we just wanted to keep going on and just kind of doing what we thought was, was really fun. I mean, it was so much fun. Just great stuff doing this. And then we got down here and it just, it, it unfortunately stopped being fun. Yeah, you can really, I, I know when uh, I, I visited the show a couple times when you were in San Francisco, you just really got the sense from, uh, you know, every bit of the crew on down to just the people in the audience watching the show that it was, it was just a blast. And, uh, it was, man. It was just, it was just a really cool thing. It was like uh, being in some sort of a private club 
that, that other people wanted to be a part of, and anyone could be a part of it. And we were just all very, very uh, fortunate, and they knew that, that we were really lucky to be in a situation like that where we had absolute, we really had absolute freedom over the content that we put over the airwaves when, when we were up there. Right. The, the had a program up there, a guy named Greg Brandon was just, just fantastic, just a super yeah. cool, great guy to work for. And uh, everyone up there, for the most part, was, was great people to work for or to work with. And, you know, we were, all, we were all working towards the same common goal. That is putting out really funny, really interesting, compelling television. And, and I think, for the most part, we were successful in doing that while we were in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I remember uh... – now, for those who uh, maybe aren't f- familiar with the show because it's not on anymore, but very <laughs> yes, um, few people listening who have any idea who I am. Yeah, for actually. for the two people who, uh, <laughs> who still, remember. but I mean, it, it was this great collection of just sort of the the I think as you mentioned, just the the weird dark underbelly of the internet and That's just right. bizarre, you know. Um, and it was kind of fun because you would get these people on there. Like, I think one of the shows I was on that later that that episode, you were talking with a guy that believed that the Earth was hollow, and he was yeah. leading an expedition of people to find this secret opening in the Earth to go down there. And and uh, you really had that that great mix of being able to take them just seriously enough to keep them talking, but mm-hmm. throw a couple of barbs their way to kind of holes in their story a bit I mean was there ever any guests that just 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 didn't work and just everything went horribly wrong with with the whole scenario there well, the guests that didn't work and there was really only a couple of them were those guys who really they were bullshitting themselves they were up there just sort of going through the motions to be on television the people that really believed what uh-huh. they were talking about such as the fellow that you're talking about who was chartering this this Russian ice trawler because he believed that the Earth was hollow and there was this race of superhumanoids who lived in the middle of the Earth and there was, there was this hole up in the North Pole that you would be able to go down and, and, and live in this Edenic environment with all these people. And he just firmly, firmly believed that. The, the people who uh, were abducted by aliens who firmly believed it, the guys who were convinced that they built time machines in their garage, those were great guests. And the ones who... There was actually another hollow earther guy who was on earlier in the early in the show. There's more than one. Huh? There, there was more than one. Yeah, there was another guy, and he he channeled uh, while he was on the show. He he channeled a librarian who lived in the middle of the earth, a guy named Mikos, who lived underneath the Aegean Sea, who was an eight foot tall librarian down there. So I'm having a conversation now, not with the channeler, but with this librarian who lives underneath the Aegean Sea. Well. <laughs> It was bullshit. I mean, it just, it just, it, it fell apart because you, you got the sense that this guy was just, was just, you know, just trying to play it up, just trying to make good TV. And that doesn't work when you're trying that hard to do it. You have to have the real guest in order for it to work. The person who really believes what they're talking about. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, you definitely had some, and you had a lot of fun, uh, like just porn stars and crazy folks on there. But you had some pretty decent, uh, I mean, did you, did you get a, Oh, I don't remember that, but it was Kevin Mitnick on your show. Yeah, Kevin yeah, Mitnick I mean, was just, on. He was on a couple times. I yeah, I just uh, Kevin Mitnick is like the, the sweetest, most wonderful man. You know, the, the fact that he was on the FBI's most wildest is so laughable because like he got he got one hurt of a flea, and uh, he, he was he was so feared by the government. And to have a guy like that come on and tell these stories about what he went through. I mean, he was, when he was in prison, apparently they. they 
they wouldn't even let him touch a, a phone because they, they thought that he was going to somehow hack through the phone line and, and, and launch a nuclear missile. They just didn't understand what the capabilities of the hacker were. It was just a mystery to, to the law enforcement people. Yeah, but to have him come on and actually you know, tell all the stories, yeah, he, was, he was definitely one of our, our more interesting guests who, who wasn't crazy. <laughs> yeah. Now, now with um, as G four the 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 new episodes of Unscrewed uh, under the G four banner, we last about what about fifteen episodes before they. No, I think we 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 did more than that. Okay. We did more than that, but it it, it was short lived. I think that we produced new episodes for about two months okay. down here. So let's. Let's let's say forty episodes. I don't know what it is. I don't remember. So there's about maybe. Is there about five hundred total unscrewed? No, episodes? no, there's not that many. There's more like, more like two hundred total episodes. Okay, because yeah, I saw there, there was, was this, uh, two seasons. There was a website that uh, is bragging that they have up to five hundred. Uh, well, if they've episodes done... via BitTorrent that you can uh, really <laughs> download. It's some website called. G4istoast.com. It's oh, a, cool. Actually, an anti-G4 yeah, that, that, type. Yeah, that guy posted on my message board, actually, at Sargeville. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not 500 episodes. There might have been 500 in, individual airings. I mean, with the I got you. So but, just, uh... but there's certainly, unless, man, I wasn't that drunk. I would remember <laughs> it. I would remember it. <laughs> So, uh, but you basically got, uh, they honored the terms of your contract, so there's a long time where you're just getting paid for doing Dude, nothing. Dude, that was, yeah, I mean, first of all, they moved me down here, you know, paid for all the exp- expenses of me moving down here, and uh, I had a contract, so they had to pay it out, so I was just living it up, man, for a That's long time. That's kind of the American Get, dream, paid. really, right? Yeah, <laughs> getting paid pretty good, you know, you host a TV show, you do all right, and, and not have to do anything to get the money. Um, yeah, it was pretty great, especially when you're in a new city and you're exploring and you live out by the beach like I do. Um, pretty great, pretty great. Yeah, I imagine. Well, I'm not, you know, I, I can't say that I'm too pissed off. It's a business, right? They thought that they were making the right business decision. I personally think that they had no idea what they were doing. Right. I think that the well, they've apparently spent a... They've apparently spent eight million to do a man show reruns. Now. Yeah, yeah, seven point two million, I think, to do the man show reruns. Wow. Well, maybe that'll that'll work out for him there. Yeah, because they're on DVD too now, aren't they? I you probably. You know, it's just <laughs> kind of funny because my manager managed uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla at the time of the man show. Uh-huh. So it, it, it's fairly ironic. Now the man show is on G4, so my manager is actually you know pocketing a bunch of money from from sort of my being taken off there and being in in, in some ways replaced by the man show. You know, sort of maybe he's behind thing. it all. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, he's smart, but he's not that smart. <laughs> so you uh, remained uh, friends with Joey, the intern. Yeah, and um, so you guys decided to you know hey sick of all these crappy podcasts getting all the attention out there and it may be i mean i i honestly though I, I you know so much of the podcast it's almost like the early days of websites and blogs where it's like uh-huh. there's a couple really good ones and just i mean there's a website called podcast alley that's got over 10,000 podcasts listed on it and you know the crap to good ratio uh-huh. is just so overwhelmingly high uh-huh. and you know, your your pod. I mean, a lot of podcasts are just like you know, someone just sitting in front of their microphone and um, complaining about how nobody understands them, or just you know, so the, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but I mean, you've got a, a pretty well produced show with some uh, 
good comedy bits that have been thought out in advance and some neat little uh you know bits and things like that i mean how much uh time goes into putting one of those uh together there you know not all that much time at all fact, you know. <laughs> we pretty much just riff it live yeah I yeah i about. mean what i do i sort of, i sort of you know write a lot of it and sort of put it put it all together and then you know joey and the gator come over and we just sort of sit. this is the amazing thing about podcasting and this is why there's ten thousand people who are doing it because you can just sit in your kitchen with your friends and, and, and drink, and, and you talk into a microphone, and you got yourself a podcast. It's amazing, and it's just breaking down all the walls. You know, you don't need all the big gatekeepers anymore. I don't need G4 to get get what I want to put out there out there because I could do that. With, I, I think I spent around two hundred and seventy dollars on the equipment. I mean, I had a laptop, right? But uh, and I'm able to reach a worldwide audience with this podcast. Now, granted, of course, there's not as many people listening as we're watching when I was on television just because it's a lot harder to find me. People don't even know I'm doing this yet. But just the mere fact that I can do it and I can reach the people from my kitchen, you know, it's just fantastic. It's a totally new model. It's going to change everything. Right. I mean, you certainly have a website, sargeworld.com, yeah. where you've uh, been putting some funny updates and then people could, could do that. But, yeah, I mean, just being able to, to share audio and talk and do yeah, I mean, there's things of the too. podcast you can't do. do. Right. Have you thought about uh, maybe getting into the, the realm of video podcasting at all? Yeah, well, I'm doing this with uh, Revision 3, which, uh, you know, people out there who know I am probably know who Kevin Rose is. He also used to work for G4 as well as Tech TV. He started a company called Revision 3, and what these guys do is distribute podcasts and also IPTV shows, sort of technology-based for the most part. That's where I do Infected by Martin Sargent from. They want me to do a video podcast, but I don't think I'm going to do that. What I want to do is something called an enhanced podcast. I'm sure you know what this is, Robert, but I would do the podcast just like I am now, but rather than there being a video stream, what you would see on the screen of your iPod or your computer or whatever images I want to come up uh, right. corresponding to the words that I'm saying. Sort of a so it would almost be like yeah. the video monologues that I used to do at the beginning of Unscrewed where I'm telling some story and all these pictures are coming up that I find on the Internet that go along with the story. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it would be. I think that, that yeah, everyone's doing the – I haven't seen too many of that yet. I have seen a lot of the video things. I want to give that a shot before I do the video because video, you know, hey, it's it's tough. It takes a shitload of bandwidth. Well, right, um, and a lot of video podcasts too. It's like you're looking at a guy talking about his boring day. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like exactly. you know, do I, mean, I really need to be seeing your pimply fat face talking <laughs> about how right. depressed you are? You know, it was depressing enough to read it when it was his blog, <laughs> and then he started a podcast, and then I had to listen to it. And now I got to watch him now. I'm going to try the enhanced podcast first. Have you, have you listened to much podcasts? Uh, I haven't, actually. I yeah. haven't listened to much at all. I listen to yours. Um, I listen to uh, some of the other stuff up on Revision 3. But Have you checked out the uh, the Twit uh, This Week in Technology? Yeah, I, I've heard it. Whenever I hear that they said something about me, I check it out. Leo's openly uh, begging you to to show up on his show uh, very frequently. On yeah, that's what I heard. I was supposed to show up on it. There was a big podcast convention down here near Los Angeles, and I was supposed to go. And uh, there was this miscommunication, and I, I didn't know where to go, and blah blah blah. And I really regret not not doing that because um, I was really looking forward to it. But yeah, I definitely want to get on uh, Twit. 
you know, next time I'm up in San Francisco, certainly I'll 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 stop by and be on that show because it'll be great to see all those guys again. And I appreciate yeah. Leo extending the invitation. Now, when you when your when your podcast first debuted, it's like number two on uh, the, the iPod list. I mean, Actually, that's... I think it was number one. <laughs> I just heard it was number one. I always saw it as number two. Okay, I, was just I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I think that the way that they measure the podcast success on iTunes is a little. It, it's not like Nielsen ratings, uh-huh. where you know Lost gets twenty-seven million viewers, so that's the most popular show. Right, right. I think the way that iTunes does it is it's it's done on a 24-hour basis by new subscribers. That's why when a new podcast comes out, it often shoots right up to the top of the list, which is kind of cool because then it gives variation in that top 100. Sure, sure. <coughs> I mean, I'd like to say that, yeah, I had the most popular podcast in the country for a week, but Did you just I'm screen, not sure that I had more that downloads than time, you know, yeah. NPR story of the day. <laughs> well, um... You've been mentioning uh, also on your website that you uh, have been working on a pilot for Comedy Central. Yeah. To submit to them. So what, what yeah, can you tell us I've, about that? Yeah, that's what I've been basically spending all my time doing. Um, actually, since Unscrewed <laughs> got so unceremoniously canceled, what I've been spending all my time doing is trying to find another gig down here in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Let me tell you, bro, that's not an easy thing to do. Um you know, you get your agent, and you got your manager, and you got your lawyer, and you got this sort of team going out, and you're maybe your producing partner or writing partner, and you're just trying to go out in this town, this crazy stardust rodeo, the big glitter bowl, trying to convince people to give you a shitload of money to put a show on the air, and they don't know who you are. I mean, it's, you, you think that because I had a show before that would help me out? Well, it did, but even down here, not too many people knew what G4 was, surprisingly. Right. So, you know, you pitch shows all over town, and finally uh, uh, we got Comedy Central to, to greenlight this pilot. Um, it's called Martin Sargent, Web Drifter. <laughs> so if you, uh, it's really great, man. We just finished it uh, last weekend, in fact. We've, we've handed them the copies, and now it's sort of up to them. They'll screen it along with a bunch of other pilots and then make some sort of a decision which ones they're going to want to put on the air. Well, the show, uh, it's kind of, if, you, if you're familiar with Unscrewed, picture Unscrewed, but instead of those people that we were talking about before, like the guy who's going up uh, trying to get into Hollow Earth or the guy building the time machine in his garage, instead of them coming to my studio, I'm going to them. I'll be riding on that boat trying to get into the, the whole North Pole myself. You know, I'm going behind the website. You know, I'm going I'm to find out what these people's houses smell like. I'm going to find out you know, what part of the newspaper they flip through first in the morning. You know, just going into their crazy lairs and basements, which is going to be, a, and it is, a much richer experience than to have them come to you because you see it right there firsthand, and the craziness just gets more and more and more. That's great. So the, you actually have a, an episode in the can then? That yeah, yeah. Well, we have a... Um, yeah, we have a a pilot. We'll, we'll, yeah. A, yeah, it's like fifty minutes, more of a presentation of the executives. We I certainly gotcha. had enough content to make a full episode, but I, it's I love it, and you know, you know, God bless Comedy Central for 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 giving us the chance to do this, and I think it's I think it's really really funny, and I think that all you guys out there listening, if, if you like the scooter, if you've never heard of it before, you're gonna you're really gonna dig this show. It's it's something completely different. Yeah, I mean, it's really, I mean, not to sound like a, a kiss-ass, but, I mean, it really was a, a great sh- unscrewed, you know, there was, there really was no other show on like it at the time, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it'll be nice to see something uh, similar come back again. I mean, I think it's a perfect fit on Comedy Central. Um, 
as well. You know, it's a really good good home for it if it works Thanks, out. Thanks, Robert. There. Anytime. Man, I love get, you so get much. Get a job over there, would you? Get a- <laughs> it's you know, it's amazing. I, I'm glad that worked out for you. I know it's, it, it certainly helped that you had uh, some existing show content under your belt to, to help. Uh, yeah, you know, you create. That, a, you, you take know. all your your old shows and you take the best of that and you create like a, a four minute reel. And that's basically your, your business card when you go around pitching these shows in in, in Hollywood. There's a, there's a lot of people that really are hoping for that big breakdown there from there a producer sure angle, you know. And it's just really easy to from fall every angle. that. Producer angle, actor angle, writer angle. Yeah. And it's really easy to to believe that you've got that big break. But man, until you sign on the line and until the money's clears in your bank account, you haven't got shit. You know, that's one thing that I've learned. You walk out a lot of these meetings and, you know, everyone tries to be real nice to you. Um, no one likes to say no down here. You know, they'll say no later, but they're not going to do it while you're in the room usually. And you walk out and you think that you got something. Um, it's usually, it doesn't work out that way. Believe me, I've been telling at this for a year now. I've had, God, I don't even know how many meetings I've had. Well, at least you got your name in the I've title. Out, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? If they do pick it up, God, God willing, they will. <laughs> they might change it. Who knows what they're going to want to call it, you know? Yeah. Hey, well, we're working on, um, to kind of wrap things up here, we're working on uh, every year, last five years, we've done the 100 Most Annoying Things of the Year uh, feature. And uh, I'm just curious if there's anything that really sticks out from a pop culture perspective or news that, you know, just particularly just... Most Annoying Things. Yeah, we, um, you, know, we, you know, we're just uh, every year kind of go over uh counting them down because you know those, those hundred shows top 100 shows are so uh unique and original yeah it's, it's, like, it's so funny. i've only come out with two podcasts you come you come out with one like every other day like if this was me i do the five most annoying things of the year you, you're just you're an overachiever man but yeah i've got something that i find really annoying um uh, jamie fox Ah. And I, I'm not so annoyed by Jamie Foxx. I'm annoyed by the fact that he didn't get hit by a train sometime this year. <laughs> so, just not a big fan of the man's work No, there, huh? I think he's, he's, he's extremely talented, and that's why I hate him, because I'm oh. jealous. I mean, I, like I said, I've been out of work for a year. This dude, he's got Oscars, he's got TV hits, he's, he's, he sells out comedy shows. Well, what I was reading today in the paper is he's teaming up with Kanye West, He's going to put out an album. He's already isn't even out yet. He's been nominated for a Grammy. Plus, wow. plus, I read somewhere that he's got a cock the size of a baby's arm. I mean, this guy's got everything going for him, and I find that that is very annoying to me. Who? Oh, I have a blog, and you know, I have a podcast. But Jesus, man, this guy is—he's way too successful. I heard he's doing a sequel to Ray. Really? Where he's a zombie. <laughs> Blind zombie rage. A zombie who can see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That would be good. <laughs> but, uh... Hey, you're, pitch, you're, pitch that idea on Hollywood, Robert. I, it'll probably get picked. Well, you know what's yeah. funny is, like, you, you could have, like, these ideas for shows that you hold dear to your heart, like the one that you got the pilot made of, and there'll be, like, some stupid idea you toss out it as a joke, and then someone thinks that that's the greatest thing. You know, like I, I was, I was talking with some guy about a reality show that's set in prison, and basically you're mixed in with the general population, and, uh-huh. and like, like, aside from the legal ramifications, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> they couldn't make it work out, but uh, kind of funny there. That would be. I used to. Uh, I'm screwed. I, I wanted to take uh, webcam calls from prisoners. <laughs> in fact, I wanted to do that when I was on call for help with Leo. I wanted to take computer questions from the prisoners. 
I thought the devil was great. <laughs> How can I get the porn to come through my firewall here? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks so much uh, for joining us, and uh, best luck to you. you got, everyone can check out uh, Martin's uh, website at sargeworld.com, and there's uh, you can uh, look up, uh, I think if you just type infected on uh iTunes, you can find yeah, this podcast. Yeah, really there, there's a link on, 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 on my website, too, Sarge World. Yeah, if you, t- if you just type infected on iTunes, you get some uh, chlamydia podcast as well, <laughs> so you got to make sure you choose the right one. Can be entertaining. Yes. But, um, hey, thanks for joining us, and, um, you know, best of luck to you, and we'll be looking forward. I hope you give us a heads up with anything new coming on with your show, too. I, I'll keep in touch, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I love Retro Crush. Take it easy, man. Best oh, of luck. We love you, too, man. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Robert. Well, that about wraps it up for uh, today's episode. Thanks for joining, and thanks again to Martin Sargent for the interview. And uh, join us in a couple days, and we'll be having a special trip back to 1977-era Robert Berry time capsule with a 70s podcast that I did when I was a little kid. And uh, we're going to leave you today with one of the cooler uh, TV theme songs from the 70s. Um, Definitely one of the best bass lines in a TV theme song ever recorded. Barney Miller. Crush suckers!